This event today, which is my 20 minutes with you, is very solution focused. I'm going to actually be focused on how I can help anyone that's watching this, whether you're a banker, a business broker, a real estate agent, or a salesperson, or a small businessman of any kind of nature. I'm going to go through what I consider to be um, uh, 10 things that have been inspired by Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, which I think are the approaches you've got to have to survive and thrive. Number one, you've got to forget about yourself and you've got to start focusing on others. I'll say that again. You've got to start forgetting about yourself and focusing on others. That, my friends, is going to help you significantly because what it's going to do, it's going to allow you to move away from victim mentality. It's going to allow you to not become myopic and feel like it's all about you. And what you're going to do is you're going to be able to focus on what is called helper's high. Helper's high is where you move your own suffering and you focus on helping someone else. And in the meantime, you start getting this good feeling. When you start focusing on others, you move away from self-pity. You move away from victimhood. You move away from actually getting myopic and saying, oh, poor me. So I would say, number one, focus less about yourself and focus more on others. Let me move on to number two. Forget about your commodity and start focusing on your relationships. Forget about your commodity and start focusing on your relationships. Now is not a time to be product pushing. Now is a time to focus on the relationship. I already have had clients in New Zealand who tell me when they are getting on the phone trying to actually do business as normal, people are getting pissed off. They're sort of saying, don't you feel what's going on? So what I suggest you do for the next eight weeks is you shift, you pivot, you move direction, and you put all your, all your work into the relationship and less on your product. Because you may find that there is actually going to be less product sold. You may find that you'll actually get less business. But what you're doing is planting the seeds. And I want you to remember the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And I'm also telling you that this time is a time to sow, not necessarily a time to reap. And your job is to focus on the relationship. What is an example of that? What is an example of that? Well, tonight we heard our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, actually say that what he wants people to do is if you're 70 years and over, you're not to go out and that you're going to rely on the community to help you with essential services. Well, what about this? What about if you actually put a bit of time and energy 
into actually becoming that person in the community that is helping the over 70s. And how do you do that? Well, I think you do a combination campaign on social media and a letterbox drop and you let people know if you need any essential services and you are not able to go out, please text me on this number and I will do it for you. That, my friends, is what is calling nurturing. That, my friends, is what's called sowing. That, my friends, is planting seeds. And that, my friends, is a decent human thing to do. Let's move on to number three. I want you to forget about the sale and to focus on creating value. And again, I want to make sure that I don't get hit for plagiarism. So I'm giving reference and acknowledging Dan Sullivan for these 10 points. The great podcast to listen to is called 10X. So what do we mean by that? Instead of you worrying about the sale, instead of you worrying about the listing, this is the time that what you do is you create something of value. Here's an example. Why don't you do this? Why don't you turn around and say to yourself, I'm going to create an e-book. The e-book will be what the, coronas va- what the coronas virus will do to the value of your home in Newtown. There is a value piece, right? What you do is you create something that is relevant, something that solves a problem, something that keeps people up at night, that you create content that addresses it. I'm drinking. A pure blonde, low carb. So forget about the sale and focus on value. And if you notice, like, be honest, you must have noticed In the last two weeks, everything I'm talking about is the approach I've gone. I've started realizing, hey, guess what? We're in a tough time. Create more value. Sow the seeds. Because when this is over, people are going to realize, hey, this guy here is not a bad guy. He doesn't swear as much so I can listen to him. He actually gives useful content. And it seems that like he doesn't want to ask for any money for it. So what happens is we start a relationship and we're engaged. And that, my friends, is what you've got to be doing in your business right now Factor in, you might make a little bit less money and trust me, I'm one of the people that's copped it because my core business is actually at conferences. They're gone. My core business was auction. They're gone. Yes, I've got an online business. That is helping, right? But at the end of the day, what I want you to understand is right now, you might make less sales, but you're to create more value. By the way, can I give you a word of advice? I had a real estate agent say, Tom, these new open for inspection measures have really disrupted us. Here's a tip. Here's a tip. When you've got an open for inspection, you don't advertise an open for inspection, but what you do is in your head, you still have an open time at two o'clock, right? So what you do, what you do is this. Listen to me carefully. What you do is... You tell buyers, go to the property at two and I will text you when it's your turn to come in because we're practicing social distancing and as soon as the other buyer walks out, I'll text you and you come in. Buyers love it. It's within the law. 
you're going to like it. And I've got to say to you, it is pretty much what the testing clinics are doing across the world, testing for coronaviruses. Let's move on. Number four, I want you to forget about your losses and to focus on your opportunities. Forget about your losses and focus on your opportunities. Yes, there have been losses. Example, what am I going to think about? Well, so here's a perfect example. For me, I've lost speaking. So what do I've done? I've created webinars. In fact, I did four conferences by webinars last week to big groups. And the, and the topic I did is scripts and dialogues and processes during coronavirus for the real estate industry. And I've got to tell you, I actually think there's a possibility that this model will continue post-coronavirus. I mean, I'll still be doing speaking, but I'll actually realize that there's a group of people that might like having a sales meeting at their office with me not having to fly there. So what you do is you stop focusing on your losses and you start looking at, hey, here's a new opportunity. Let's move on to number five. Forget about your difficulties and focus on your progress. Forget about your difficulties and focus on your progress. What does that mean? It means that you've been dealt and we've all been dealt a bad set of cards. They're not aces, right? And we don't know how long and how thing, this thing's going to transpire. But what I do know is this, that in change, in you see, when there's resistance, when you do something different, that's where you grow a muscle. And it's the same with a psychological muscle. I've got to say to you, your muscles grow in times of resistance. Your muscles grow in times of turbulence and all the good stuff happens outside of your comfort zone. So what I want you to do is to forget about your difficulties and focus on your progress. That, my friends, is a far better game to play because if you focus on your losses, like it was all great, I was having the best time of my life, it was gonna have the best year of my life, what happens is you become immobilized. What do the smart people do? They begin to focus on, hey, what's good about this situation? Let's move on to number six. Forget about the future and focus on today. Forget about the future and focus on today. And what I mean by that is this. When you're going through a time of chaos, when things look like they've fallen apart, my strategy has always been narrow the future. Don't go too far ahead. Because when you go too far ahead, we have a terrible ability as human beings of estimating accurately what the future is going to be like. We generally catastrophize. So what you need to do is narrow the focus on today. And what you do is you focus on what can I do today that is progress.
Don't worry about two months or three months or five months. Worry about the next 24 hours. Number seven. Forget about where you were and focus on, sorry, forget about who you were and focus on who you can be. I'm going to repeat that. Forget about who you were and focus on who you can be. So what's going to happen is after this period, a new you is going to emerge. It'll be someone that would have gone through a level of stress and came out stronger, smarter, faster, more compassionate. It'll be a person that will be someone that I think will be more grateful. It'll be someone that will probably have underestimated the amount of shit they could get through in their life. I'm going to tell you, in 2006, my life will always be divided. Like, you know how there's before Jesus Christ? After Jesus Christ, my life was before 2006, after 2006. Those nine months in chemotherapy took me from being a little kitten and made me a tiger. I came out a far more, I don't know, it's like that nine months there. And by the way, I totally changed my physical shape. I sort of turned around and said to myself, I'm just going to get so physically and mentally fit that I'm going to look back and say, that was a different person back then. And I've got to say to you, guys and girls, you have an opportunity to reinvent your reality with life over the next eight weeks. And I'm going to say to you, you've got to stop thinking about who you were and you've got to start focusing on who you've got to be. Number eight. By the way, do, do you know that it is now 60 days that I've stopped swearing? It's been a two-month project. And I have to tell you, I think it's been a very good thing. It's been a good thing for me because I like the way I speak better. It's also been a good thing for my family because they don't hear me swearing. And probably the biggest thing is I had someone say to me that I now allow my children to watch it. In the past, I um, would actually show them only bits of it. Susan says, it's not true, but it is because I hardly swear. Number nine, I want you to forget about what you're missing and I want you to start focusing on what's available. Um, I want you to, you know, for instance, like what are you missing? Hey, you're missing open for inspections. And thank you, Manos. You're missing open for inspections. That's not an option. So what do you do? You start actually 
doing intelligent buyer appointments, which by the way, was the way I listed and sold real estate all of my life. What used to happen is you take a buyer and you'd qualify them, and then if they were gone through all the hoops, you take them to a property and you sold them. And somewhere along the lines, open homes became the norm and salesmanship sort of went out the, out the window. No qualifications, come through everyone. So you know what? I don't think it's a bad thing. And Gav Rubenstein told me on Thursday that right now when he's taking a buyer through a property, he's actually saying to the Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, I've got to let you know, my vendors have said, unless you're in a position to really take action right now, they're sort of being very, very careful about who comes to the property because they're concerned with coronavirus. And buyers are saying, yes, we've got our finance approved. And then he's saying, can you buy a home today? They say, yes. He says, let's go and have a look at it. And he's saying that he's getting sales done from qualified people with buyer appointments. And he used to do 30 people coming through and open. And I've got to say to you, as Jason Adcock says, 70% of my sales were made by private treaty. So you know what? Open homes aren't available, but guess what? We've got other things. And by the way, can I say to you, right now, you can do the strategy I said to you, where you say to people, we're gonna be at the property at 2.30, wait in your car, I've got a few people coming through, I'll text you when it's your turn and you can come in. End of story. Auctions, right? So, auctions. Let's have a look at auctions for a moment, right? Let's look at auctions. So, on-site auctions are gone, and there's a bunch of platforms, you know, uh, 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 anywhere auctions, auction now, uh, uh, the gavel. They've got these platforms. Um, tomorrow, by the way, real estate gym members, I'm interviewing Michael Choi, who's going to do a total anatomy of how he ran auctions on Saturday using Zoom, using Zoom. But I've got to tell you, right now, the jury's out. I am not convinced about auctions online over the next eight weeks. I have to say to you, I am going to keep an open mind and I want to look at the data and I want to look at the behaviour of people. Because as far as I'm concerned, the question mark is out there on how relevant will an auction be in the next eight weeks. I'm not sure on that. I want to actually look at the data and the early bits of data, to be honest with you, haven't been superb because when we look at the amount of property that was withdrawn, the amount of property that was withdrawn, and when you actually look at the clearance rate, it says to me that the landscape on auctions changed very, very quickly in the last two weeks. And I know it's coming from an auctioneer, but I'm telling you not what suits me, but the truth. So let's move on. And by the way, can I say to you, I've had a few, like, you know all these auctions and all these speaking gigs? Anyone that's watching it, do the right thing, guys and girls. Hey, give people their money back, right? Like, at the end of the day, you haven't done the job, right? Play the long game, keep the client happy. This was unforeseen, no one expected it. Hey, Chris Helder, good to see you, brother. But I've got to say to you, right now, I've got to say, right now, you, everyone's got to chip in. You're not doing the auctions, don't charge for them, right? They got called off, that's it. You're not doing the speaking gigs, they never happen, mate. You've got to deposit, you refund them. And that's what I did. Because at the end of the day, I care more about the relationship than a short buck. End of story. Let's move on. Number nine. 
Sorry, number 10. Is that right, Susan? Number 10. Let's go number 10. Forget about your complaints and start focusing on your gratitude. Forget about your complaints and start focusing on your gratitude. Right? Why is that important? Because there's a bunch of people that came out of an aeroplane and they were told to go to a hotel room and they're in a bloody four-star hotel room and they've been told to go to quarantine because they're going to try and help save some lives. People are dying and they're upset because they're not in their house and they're in a hotel room, right? Start focusing on what you're grateful for. You're in a bloody hotel and you're not in a one-star hotel. Right? So you've got to stop focusing on your complaints and start focusing on what you're grateful for. And what are you going to be grateful for? Because if you're in Australia right now, let's be very clear. You, Hey, Chrissy Hilda, let me tell you. Let's be very clear. If you're in Australia right now, let's be super clear. Even worst case scenario, $5.50 a week. That is unemployment benefits. As Mark Novak says, free food. Go to Coles tonight, pick up the grapes off the shelves. You know what? No one's going to say anything. Have some nuts. You got your protein, you got your fibre, your diet's probably better than what it was before. And you know what? With $550 a week, there's two of you in a house, that's $1,100. Australia's a great place to be in at the moment, guys and girls. You got $1,100. If that ain't enough and you want to buy some pure blonde, you just go and ask your super fun. I want my $10,000. I want my ten grand because I need it. And you'll get your ten grand. So guys and girls, all I'm saying is let's try and be focused on the good stuff here and let's let go of the whinging and complaining because when you do, all you bring is negativity in there. Guys and girls, congratulations Australia. In the last week, we have gone from having 25% increase per day infections and we have taken it down to 9%. 9%. Sean Newman says they can't do inspections in the UK. We know, challenging time. And you know what? It most likely will happen here in Australia. It's happened in New Zealand, but that's okay. We're going to factor it in. And you know what's going to happen? We might make a little bit of less money, but guess what? We're going to be eating John West tuna. We're going to be eating some nice cheese, we're going to have some nice wholemeal bread and we'll get by and if it ain't enough, you're going to tap into your super and you're going to have a few pure blondes. Guys and girls, if you enjoyed the rant, do me the biggest compliment that you can and that is to press share the video because what we need is a group of people that are looking about possibility, not probability and again, I want to make reference to Dan Sullivan for inspiring this rant. God bless, signing off.